0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times, and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au.
1: Welcome, everyone. Happy Father's Day to all the men. We honor you today. Praise God for you. And I'm so glad you're here today. My name is Miles, the lead pastor of Elevation Church. It's my great honor to introduce our guest speaker today. Jeff Wilson, Dr. Jeff Wilson, is a vet. He's also been part of the Elevation family for, for over 15 years. Jeff was on the board that first hired me 11 years ago. And Dr. Jeff is still on the board guiding and directing Elevation. But Jeff's life is so much bigger than just that. He's a world renowned adventurer. I want to read out some of the accomplishments because there's so many. Jeff Wilson world records include Not just one world (laughs) record, there's multiple world records. The longest solo and unsupported journey in human history. The fastest solo and unsupported crossing of Antarctica. The fastest unsupported crossing of Greenland. And the first and only wind-assisted crossing of the Sahara Desert. Jeff has had a lifetime of tackling hardships, adventure in the polar regions of the world. He is an Australian icon. In fact, Jeff recently was awarded the Order of Australia, which is the highest civilian award that anybody can receive. I'll never forget the time that Jeff took me uh, from Australia to Papua New Guinea kite surfing through all the sharks. We would kite surf in the day, sleep in the little tiny sandy islands, eating tuna and biscuits at night. We did that for a whole week. Somehow I didn't get eaten by a shark and I'm still alive to share the story. He's a madman, but he's such an inspirational adventurer. But what I love most about Jeff is his love for God and his family. He's a devoted husband and an incredible father to three beautiful children. In fact, the current adventure that Jeff just left on is a two-year adventure where his son Kit is going to be part of it. They're sailing right now as we, as we have this Sunday together uh, down to Patagonia, where they're gonna head down to Antarctica together. And I asked Jeff that he could share some of those stories um, with his son Kit for us today, and also share some scripture about the prodigal son. I don't know where you're at with your relationship with your dad or your children or with God. But here's what I do know. It's never too late for God to move into your life and to move into those relationships where God can restore and move and bring such health and wholeness that honestly might not be there. So I believe today is going to be inspiring, but also challenging that there is a Father in heaven that loves you crazy about you. You're the most important thing to him. And I believe God's going to speak to you today to feel that love, receive that love, and then pass that love on to your father or to your sons. And all the ladies in the house too, this message will speak to you. The love of the father goes beyond gender. And I just can't wait for you to hear and be ministered to today. But before we hear from Kit and Jeff, I want to show you some of the clips of these crazy adventures that Jeff has been on in his lifetime. Take a look.
2: An awe-inspiring, exhaustive list of world records defines Dr. Jeff Wilson. Are you ready? The first and only wind-assisted crossing of the Sahara Desert in 42 days. The first across Torres Strait by kiteboard. The fastest unsupported crossing of Greenland south to north in 18 days. The fastest solo, unsupported coast-to-coast crossing of Antarctica in 53 days. The first summit of Dome Argus, the highest point of the polar plateau and the coldest naturally occurring place on Earth. The longest solo, unsupported polar journey in human history, covering 5,306 kilometers. kite skiing in Antarctica. And just in September the first man to cross the Simpson Desert solo using wind power. And when the wind didn't blow, he dragged his kite-powered buggy by a rope around his waist and pulled it over more than 350 sand dunes. Constantly squeezing every drop out of life, Dr. Jeff Wilson, a family man, a vet, and a lifelong adventurer.
3: Happy Father's Day elevation all over Australia. Uh, Katali, my beautiful son here, and I, Jeff Wilson, are really happy and proud to be here today to celebrate Father's Day with you. We are on Nanook, which is a ice capable sailing vessel that will carry us to the ends of the earth over the next two years. We will be home in that time, uh, but we're doing seven journeys as part of a polar expedition series that Katali will make short films of called Project Zero. So shameless plug for Project Zero this morning. <laughs> at church. <laughs> at church, you know, went to do business in church, but it's adventure, it's not business. So follow Project Zero we We'd love a note, and, and obviously your prayers along the way are super appreciated. But today we're really here to celebrate fatherhood, Father's Day, our relationship with our worldly kids, you know, sons and daughters, and uh, Katali and I have an unusual relationship, and probably a bit uh, from Kit on why we're slightly unusual. I'd say we have quite
0: a unusual relationship, and I think that's kind of a tricky thing to say. We're really good mates now. I don't think it's always been easy, and it's been a journey, uh, but now it's, it's such a privilege to, you know, go on these journeys and also just spend time with you. Yeah, and I'd love to just dive in today, like, how we got there, and, and that it was a journey. Um, and I think we can kick that off with a pretty powerful story from, from our relationship.
3: Yeah, I and mean, I think all of our kids have been raised in a very unusual way. We've got two beautiful girls and kid is the baby boy. When we, he was five, going on six, we had a misadventure. We were living on a boat very like Nanook, this one uh, in the west uh, part of Sumbawa in Indonesia and I had a very terrible accident with a Zodiac flipping me out. A big rogue wave came into a bay and the girls and I were washed into shallower water while the tender carried on its mad circle around and around and uh, after three attempts to try and get back on, on board to rescue Kit who was caught underneath. He had his hands on the rope at the front of the Zodiac and was just getting bounced, and I could see him fatiguing. Uh, it took me probably 15 minutes to finally get a hold on the front of the bow, but during that time, I'd opened up the whole right-hand side of my face. I'd nearly been knocked out by the skeg and cut my, the back of my head three times. I was lo- losing a significant amount of blood. Uh, finally, i get on the front, and I could feel Kit's little warm body wriggle up over the bow and he pulled the lanyard and stopped the motor saving us both so you know it's an intense experience to have as a child there's a certain amount of trauma attached to that memory if we're really open and honest and kids work beautifully through that but it really set us up for a unique unique relationship from the get-go I'm not saying that that was an essential part of our friendship forming over time but, but it's a key chapter i it, think it's definitely a key chapter yeah. isn't it and i think being so
0: young and having that experience like you said i don't i would never go that um i think it was a it was a horrible experience in itself uh, and, and a really really close call uh, for both our lives in recent years i feel like we've revisited it and i don't have many memories of it except for kind of that key moment i think of Feeling so incredibly lost, my young little five-year-old life is about to come to an end and then just feeling the presence of my dad behind me. Being able to manoeuvre my leg onto his shoulder and get in the boat and kill the engine uh, and then turning around and you have um, your dad coming over the edge of this boat and in and it's someone you've always idolised and I think with parents um, as a young kid you view you them as invincible and he's got blood um, pouring out of his face. so. I think it was a real equalising moment of, I don't know, seeing how much love you had for me, that you were willing to sacrifice yourself. <laughs> and though, like you said, it, it was a horrible situation, I look back on it. Um, now having having grown through it and, and had dialogue around it, and I think that's really, really important. This, this whole thing could have happened and we couldn't have chatted about it, but working through it and chatting about it, um, I think it's been really formative in our relationship.
3: Yeah, you know, I think um, you know Father's Day today we celebrate the good, the bad, the ugly of our parenting journey, and uh, we're not here to to make parents that might feel that they haven't done as good a job as they could have feel shame. But what we are saying is that everything's a journey. Like our Christian walk's a journey, our parenting walk is a journey. You can start poorly, you can end well. You can end poorly and then pick it up. And what we're not here to do today is pretend that, you know, I'm the perfect father, Kit's the perfect son. What we're, we're pretty kind of, damn close. We're pretty damn close. <laughs> but, but for those of you who are looking at this and realise, wow, I don't really feel like I did the best job. You know, it's to put aside the shame, but then revisit it and start doing the best job. So today I think Father's Day is about improving how we're fathering. So the single biggest thing I learned as a dad was just simply to give time. Time is the most important commodity for a child. Most dads who are healthy will give their life for their child, so that's not unusual. I I think what is unusual is finding a dad that is willing to stop the busyness in their head and just give time to that child. So that that to me is the single biggest thing. Um, also, I think I learned from, from that whole experience. If I was willing to lay down my life completely for Katali, and there was never a question, I would use every drop of blood in my body to save that boy. Then how much more so with the our father in heaven who created us go out all stops to make sure that we're protected and loved. And I've used that knowledge many times in wilderness situations where it looked like all was lost. It looked like I was not coming home. And I called on the supernatural father in heaven to create a miracle, whether it be in weather or the ending of the storm or a change in circumstance and multiple times there's been a miracle that I could not explain any other way. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard the story where Katali and I were traveling together doing an expedition in Alaska. And not many father and sons get the chance to do, do that. I
0: love the near death stories. There's no, there's no easy stories. It's always the ones where we almost die. We do have good. I'd like to preface Father's Day with we, we do have good times. Well, we do have
3: good times, but we time. don't almost die. I mean, but Dad just seems to remember the only ones. Well, there. you remember the grizzly. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely remembers. Tell, tell us the story. So anyway, not to labour on the point, but we had a Kodiak bear try and kill us both. Um, it was a stressful period, and I absolutely believe that uh, one of my prayer warriors on the Gold Coast, Heather Clark, was involved in stopping that bear's charge and protecting both of us. So, you know, we continue on. Um, I I think the love of God needs to be understood through a father's lens. Like if, if I'm willing to lay down my life for care, which I would do in a heartbeat today, then we need to believe that God's exactly the same for us. So, you know, he sent his own son to die for us. So there's no question of his love. Um, I think for me, that's what Father's Day is about. It's celebrating friendship. I'm so overjoyed to be doing an expedition with Kit and we're the best of mates. We've been through all of the stages of fathering. You can't always be a mate to your son or your daughter. You've got to, you know, be a parent. Uh, But thankfully when they're older and we've created incredible characters in these guys We can have deep friendships that that mimic The friendship that we have with our Heavenly Father. So I think for me, that's that's the celebration of Father's Day I love that. It's
0: really cool. I think those are some really beautiful points of of viewing it as a journey and though I can't really lend a voice as a father um, as a young man and as a child, I I think I can probably speak from the um, perspective of being a son or being a daughter I think it's a journey and I think it takes time and that's such an incredible currency in this relationship I think for a young um, child to have time with their father is so so important and it's something that I think um, you gave us so much time and from that um, time you can have dialogue and experiences and fights and disagreements uh, but in the end, your growing and understanding um, of each other increases. And I think if we, if we view this relationship um, as a, as a um, you know, uh, father-son or father-daughter as kind of um, this, this bastion or this castle that we have to maintain, I think it, it stagnates and, and kind of withers away. But if we view it as a journey that we're walking um, side by side, I think there's so much beauty in that. There's room to grow and that's really what this relationship is about. Um, to grow in life. I think that transition from being, you know, a young man to being a father is such a growth point um, in so many, or, or a mother, in so many people's lives that why wouldn't we emulate in that further on in our relationship? As a son, I, I really admire um, in our relationship our ability to have those hard conversations uh, and to really treat this as as a journey and, and, and it suits where we're sitting right now we're sitting on this vessel about to embark on probably one of the biggest journeys we've ever done together
3: i don't think we'd be going on this journey had katalia and i not had hard conversations along the way mm. to build the clarity of communication and teamwork that's required on a polar journey like they're just brutal environments that will explore every crack in the human psyche and if you're not completely aligned with your partner's way of thinking or their way of communicating, it's a real issue. So, um, I'd really challenge all fathers today, to this Father's Day, have one hard conversation. You know, if you're perfectly in tune with your child today, then that is awesome. You go and relax, go and have a beer. (laughs) But but if you can honestly look in the mirror and go, yeah, I need to have a hard conversation, I need to apologize for not giving time, I need to apologise for maybe making other things more important than the child. I need to apologise for maybe not giving the love that I should have. Um, I think this Father's Day, let's let's be real as a church and go, hey, we're not perfect. A- absolutely, none of us are saying that. Uh, but how do we improve if we don't have hard conversations? So, I would I would really say that our relationship kit would not be where it's at had we just kind of lost over things and not had hard conversations. I think the the glory we have now in our friendship is directly from having hard conversations. And I
0: think you, you start to realise as you grow older as a son that a lot of the friction that perhaps we had through those teenage years is actually the result of being remarkably similar. And when you I've just moved away and lived abroad for a bit, I think it's a beautiful moment in your young life when you start to see your parents shining through in you. Um, very similar to the way I think um, a lot of people see God shining through in them, in, in moments, in little flickers and glimmers. It's strange when you, when you move away and you go, Oh my gosh, that was so Jeff, or <laughs> oh, that was so Sarah. Um, but there's also so much beauty in that. And I think when you approach a lot of conversations and, and, and fights or beautiful moments with that idea, of, a bit of each of us has been imparted That's on each good. other. I think, I think you can really start to see what the intention is
3: behind a lot of actions. Well, you are a wonderful creation. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're I'm going to bow out. You bow out. Happy Father's Day. Oh, awesome. let down here. Yeah. I'm so proud to have Jade, Java and Katali as my kids. Sarah and I have both been so privileged to parent them and just to see now the incredible walks that they have in life and their love for God, uh, but also now little baby Rue, so little grandchild on the way so you know motherhood fatherhood absolutely has been a privilege for us Uh, but that's not for everyone like some people have had terrible fathering visited upon them and then they in turn potentially haven't been the best fathers or mothers themselves and there's a lot of shame attached to it so today I really want to let you understand the core of all fatherhood comes from our father. And if we go to this scripture found in Luke fifteen twenty to 24, I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's just magic. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So I just think that shows the father heart of God. Like that's what that story, that parable is there for. As to get us to understand that no matter how tough your fathering was or how poor you think you did as a father, our Heavenly Father doesn't bear a grudge. He doesn't hold a little book. The minute you turn back to him, he's celebrating. They're killing the fat calf. So the same thing really applies to us. If we feel like we have dropped a ball as a father today, I really want to encourage us, To do three things really simply one understand that you are immeasurably loved there's nothing you can do to burn that love from your father in heaven two to love well you have to understand that you're immeasurably loved and then the third thing today is just to go and have a hard conversation so at some point on father's day today speak to your child and if you feel like you could have improved the job you did Let them know they are are in turn immeasurably loved, but also that you are going to do better from this point forward. Uh, Because I think as fathers in the church, we absolutely have to call each other out to be the best fathers we can be so that we represent our Heavenly Father well. I'm just going to close in prayer, but it's absolutely essential that we become the best fathers we can be. Dear Lord, I just thank you for your incredible example as a father, but more so for that story of the prodigal son. So for anyone today who feels like they've been lost, they've been away, they've turned away, to really believe that you are immeasurably loved. There is no way to measure the amount of love that God has for you. Gave his only son for us. There's nothing you could do to, to turn away and have him ignore you. So the minute you turn back and face Him, say, Lord, I want you to take over my life, there'll be celebrations in heaven. But more so today, we're celebrating fathers on planet Earth. It's important for us to recognise that we can do a better job. To do that, we need to understand we are immeasurably loved. We need to let our kids know they're immeasurably loved. And we need to have hard conversations so that we can improve relationship and be the fathers that our Heavenly Father wants us to be. In Jesus' name, Amen.